Welcome to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast where seeing things differently inspires limitless possibilities. The Limitless podcast was created in order to inform, educate, entertain, and share stories from within the blind and partially sighted community that show that the opportunities for those who are blind or partially sighted are truly limitless. And now, it is my pleasure to introduce you to your host, the founder of Blind Beginnings, Sean Marcelet. Welcome back to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. I'm your host, Sean Marcelet. Thanks for joining us again this week. October is Blindness Awareness Month, and so we've got some great topics coming at you this month, and we're kicking it off with Hero versus Helpless. Uh, These are sort of the two archetypes that you... I don't know that I I feel like are common when we think of blindness, we think of somebody who's really inspiring and amazing, or we might think of somebody who's quite helpless. So uh, we're going to talk about this, maybe why this is the case, how we feel about it, what we would like people to know about it. (laughs) And I have several co-hosts today. Uh, We have Ishita, Clement, Ella, and Alexis. And it's Alexis's first time, but welcome to all of you. Hey, hello, it's great to be back. Hi, yeah. So let's um, let's have you all introduce yourselves, remind our listeners uh, your level of vision, and I'd love to know why this was a topic you wanted to talk about today. Hello, and it's great to be here. My name is Alexis. I have cerebral vision impairment, which means my vision moves and the visual pathways in my brain are damaged, which does not mean you cannot see, but it means you see in different ways. And that is why this was a topic I wanted to talk about today. The hero versus helpless brought me a little bit of joy because you just see in different ways. It doesn't mean you can't do something. Awesome. Well, thank you, Alexis. Thanks for joining us. And Alexis is one of our new youth leaders this year. So we're really excited to have you join the podcast. Hi, um, this is Ella. Um, I am completely blind. I've been blind since birth. Aside from some light perception in my right eye, I have no vision whatsoever. And the reason I'm here today is because I think, you know, I think it's important to talk about how, you know, those who those who are blinded or just those just those who are disabled in general, you know, this whole issue of hero versus, you know, helpless. It's it's something that I think we in society we see it a lot, whether directly or indirectly. And I think it's it's something that there's there's some misconceptions around it. So I think it's a good idea to just kind of talk about it and kind of clear a few things up. Yeah, I agree. Thanks, Ella. Uh, my name is Clement. I am totally blind as well. I've been blind from birth from a uh, condition called Norrie's disease. And I love this topic because um, it's always struck me as amazing in my day-to-day experiences how people react really, really differently. And it's always been curious. It's always been something of a curiosity for me to uh, kind of figure out why people react the way they do, um, whether it is the hero mentality or the helpless mentality which we'll get to but it's always been really some it's always been something that's really fascinated me as to why people see things a certain way um whether that's because of their upbringing or their character or things like that and so i think it's really interesting to discuss and also to see kind of how we can um help them and how you know they can 
you know, they can help us understand and we can help them try to see things in a little bit of a different way. So that's why I think it's important to talk about. Help them see things differently. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, yes. And Is there also, a pun there? <laughs> I mean, there, there may be. And, you know, also they get to help us see things a little differently too, mm -hmm. because I think we have biases as well. Yes. Um, and it, you know, it's an, it's a great opportunity for dialogue, I think. This is a little private joke because I see differently is the Blind Beginnings theme song. So uh, I just, yeah, had to have a, a little plug there for our song. <laughs> it's a great plug. Yes. Ishita, how about you? Uh, all right. Hi, everyone. My name is Ishita and I have a condition called Conrad dystrophy. So I am partially sighted. Um, I don't have much central vision, but, uh, and I can see general stuff, general details, but I have issues with seeing finer details. Um, and just to kind of echo what everyone said, really, um, and I guess just to add, I think these two perspectives are quite on the extreme end and polar opposites. Um, but I think they also tend to take our humanity away from us because, um, you know, they're they're just quite um, bold ideas and very restrictive ideas of how blind people are. So I thought this conversation would really help give us a sense of humanity and how we are and just you know we are people and we are complex people so i thought it would be a really cool conversation to have with all of you that is such a good point that um these are the extremes and i think for me growing up with a degenerative eye condition and not really knowing that i was visually impaired until i was almost a teenager i thought i had to choose like uh, my own perceptions of blindness were probably more the helpless. I don't think I had met any blind heroes at that point. So I just thought helpless, like, and I didn't want to be that. And so I tried to be the extreme opposite. And most of us actually live somewhere in the middle. <laughs> we're not helpless and we're probably not heroes. We're somewhere in the middle, but we don't see that necessarily portrayed. And we don't see like, that's not sort of the opinion that the general public seems to have. So when I think about this hero or helpless reaction that I get from people, it's generally strangers or people who are meeting me for the, well, yeah, I was going to say people who are meeting me for the first time, which I guess they are strangers, um, who maybe have never interacted with somebody who was blind or partially sighted before. Would that be, what do you, like, is that the same for you guys? Do you feel like or do you get this sort of reaction from people who know you as well? I feel like, you know, when I think from strangers, it's mainly an issue with strangers. But I think the idea that I'm a hero, I tend to get that also from some people who know me somewhat. Like they praise me. Oh, you're so amazing at things that are relatively simple in my mind. So mm -hmm. it's interesting. I tend to get the helpless from strangers and the hero from people I know um but also from strangers uh I think the hero tends to come from like people trying to in their way encourage me so you know if I express an interest in a career I want to pursue um I've gotten where it's like oh yeah like oh my god you're so brave for doing a master's or wanting to do a master's or you know be independent and maybe move to another province like that kind of stuff where it's like yeah like that's you know or or the, it's it's weird because I get both in the same um sentence sometimes where it's like 
I think that's a safe bet for you and that'll be amazing and you'll be independent, but it's not too hard. So you're not going to struggle too much. If that makes sense. It's like yeah. both in one. And it's like, uh, I really don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> Cause it's like, you're encouraging me, but you're also saying that my, I have very obvious limits. Um, so it's weird, you know, and it's a lot, I find it a lot harder to tackle with people I know. And it's more, I would say distant relatives more than anything, but um, you know, you try to have a conversation with them, but it's, you know, you would ex- like, I feel like they do know me and they know the stuff I do. Um, so it, it tends to be a lot difficult for me to tackle that side of the conversation versus strangers. It's a lot easier for me to navigate and just kind of tell them how it is. Uh, I'm going to add on and just say that everything Ishita just said basically reflects my own experience as well. So I'm not going to add too much, but yeah, for sure. I, I also get um, the inspirational, brave heroic thing i would say much more from strangers uh where the helpless thing definitely comes more from uh family connections and family friends Mm. and for me it's the opposite usually i get the hero from strangers and a bit of both from people i know and depending on the activity i do and truly really honestly depends on what activity you're doing or whether you want to move out independently and accomplish these big things that like I I know I gotta like be realistic to my limits but that would be my dream I have cerebral palsy as well as cerebral vision impairment and cerebral palsy affects my motor skills and vision and Things like mobility, so I have to be realistic when it comes to my limits and what things I can do, but my ultimate dream would be to move out and be a doctor independently. Yeah. But that is that a realistic thing? No. So my realistic dream would be to be a psychologist, and I'm actually taking pre-calculus 10, which is a hero versus helpless thing in itself. (laughs) Okay. It's going to help you in the future, but it's helpless right now. (laughs) It's going to be your hero in the future, but it's helpless right now. I'm just, yeah. I I mean, as I think more about this, I think I've, I have had you're so amazing from strangers and also the grabbing the, the unasked for help, which implies helpless. Um, And I've, I've had people I know be overly helpful and I've had people I know tell me I'm amazing and inspiring and all the things. So where do we think this comes from? These two kind of choices of how blindness is perceived. Just with any disability in general, I think the whole helpless thing comes from when, you know, I probably mentioned about how I feel like the helpless attitude comes a lot from family. And, and so um, they just often see me having a hard time doing something. And I think it might even come from myself because, you know, I know that if you have if you have a disability, you have to work harder to accomplish a lot of the same things that someone who doesn't have a disability, you know, it just it just it just doesn't come as easily. And so just because we might we're gonna have a harder time doing a lot of things on average, that's probably where the helpless attitude comes from. So do you think that our families seeing us struggling, um, like, how does that get 
out there though to sort of the whole society like because your is your family having that negative or that helpless view because they've witnessed you struggling or because they already assumed when they had a blind child that their child would probably struggle probably a bit of both because i think you know i i don't know this this is probably more obvious with disabilities that are physical in nature but or just or maybe even significant developmental disabilities but i think just people who you know when they have a disability and like when they're out in the public they you know they might because they may have someone helping them get around or something that might imply that they're help they, that might imply that they're not as capable as someone who is you know who is doesn't have a disability it's also possible that when people when we talk about disability people are like oh i mean you can't see so how do you read or how do you do xyz you know because people just don't know them how you do things differently that might i don't know if that might be a reason i'm just speculating um i think with family it's very specifically because of what you said sean about having a blind child and i think for parents especially i mean you know every everybody you know kind of can relate to this in some way right you're like you're always going to be a child to your parents um you know and i think when you have a disability that kind of mindset the my child will always need my help and i need to do everything for them is really really hard to break um you know i've, I've certainly seen that in my own experiences um my parents still to this day can't see me as fully independent and functioning um even though most of my other connections do um and i think large in, in terms of larger society it's very varied, you know. There's there's the way disabled disabled characters are are portrayed in the media. There's a general lack of education. There is <clears throat> lack of exposure. Um, mm -hmm. So I think there's a lot of variables. But if I had to say what you know, if I had to take a guess at what the two biggest ones are, um, and I'll and I'll add actually cultural cultural variables in there too, because I think that's also part of it. And I think those are the big three. So it's media lack of education and just general awareness and um sometimes it can be cultural yeah I, I agree with a lot of what clement said um i actually asked someone uh like a friend who kind of initially just um who met me we were in a class together and i um the first thing they said to me, like, I kind of didn't recognize them, but they said, oh, we were in a class together and I recognize you, you know, university classes are quite large, so you tend not to remember everyone, but um, they're like, oh my God, you're so inspiring. And I, I just wanted to come say hi. And I'm like, can I ask why? Like, why you think I'm inspiring? Because I frankly didn't do that well in that class. So I'm like, I don't know. I thought I, I was like quite average, frankly. Um, and she's like, you know, well, I, and this kind of touches on what Clement said, where I come from, which was India, she didn't see a lot of blind people in university, even in her school, they were always separated. And it goes back to that segregation kind of idea. Um, she's like, I never thought that I would be like in a class with someone and see them just do so well alongside me. And I'm like, oh, okay. So it touches on a lot of what Clement said there, that lack of exposure, that lack of education. And then we kind of got into, she started asking me like, how did you do it? Like, um, blah, blah, blah. Like what were the elements in the class that needed to be changed for you and everything? And then I went through it. And then 
you know, it was like a lot of that just was in that one interaction. So you see that there's there's a cultural, there's the like, you know, sometimes geographical, if there isn't just that, that um, support in that country, there's, um, you know, lack of education, lack of exposure. And then she felt really happy meeting me and talking to me and everything. So, yeah, it's just so it's such a complex thing. And there's so many variables. It's really hard to just pinpoint one one thing, I think, that kind of influences it all. I Yeah, I agree. I think that um, people generally think, well, if I was blind, if I had that disability, I wouldn't be able to do those things. And so I would need help or, you know, and I would feel helpless. And so if we aren't needing help and we are doing those things, then we are automatically amazing and inspiring. So but the the people that are thinking that don't understand that we have learned how to do those things in other ways, using other senses, using, using assistive technology, using other <laughs> tricks and tips. And if they learned those things, they would also be able to do those things. Right. So. Yes. Yeah. And then it took time, right? Like, I don't think yeah. any of us were able to just do O&M in like one day. Right. It took years, especially for me. And, and it practice. took like yeah. and so much practice. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it's not just. I became blind one day and I was able to just do everything. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 I, I hear like, I hear that so much. They'd be like, oh, if you know, if I went blind, I wouldn't be able to do it. I'm like, yeah, well, I've had 30 years of experience on you. So probably <laughs> that makes a difference. You know, yeah. and I, it's it's funny because people seem to have that idea of common sense about everything else. Uh, so if you, you know, if you do, if you start a dance class and if there's somebody who's been dancing for 10 years, well, you're not going to expect to be at the same level as them. People just have that intuitions like oh yeah i'm not going to be there i have to catch up with them but then for some reason when it comes to disability they're like wow you can do all of that i couldn't and it's like well how long have you been disabled for mm-hmm. you know <laughs> like and so that's that's always kind of struck me as funny because it's like you see this and it makes sense everywhere else so what makes this any different you mentioned culture uh clement and i'm just let's talk about that a little bit do you think there's a cultural difference do we get more hero or more helpless reactions from different cultures i would definitely say yes um i've i've noticed in western culture i tend to see much more hero than helpless because there is culturally we have you know and we have a desire and tendency to focus on the positive um, whereas Eastern cultures are much more pragmatic. And so it's, it doesn't matter how positive thinking you are, if you can't do it, you can't do it. And so I think with Eastern culture, at least in my experience, I get a lot more of the helpless kind of thing from people from that background. And that's actually, so kind of a observation on my own. And, but I think 90% of the time I get grabbed or pushed or pulled, it's usually by somebody who is not from a Western background. Yes, I would agree. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least so, they don't speak English. Or yeah, and so don't. that's you know, and and that's 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 why it happens that way. It's not be, you know because the helpless is the the helpless mentality is more of the default in those contexts, and. You know, so there, there's a tendency to just help. 
Um, whereas I find people from Western backgrounds, it's it's really fascinating living in, living in Vancouver and Surrey and Coquitlam because we have such a diverse population. But I noticed that the people who tend to talk to you will, again, usually be English speakers and who will be from a Western background. Um, and one other thing that I've noticed, too, is that in Eastern cultures, you get it's never one or the other. You get hero in certain aspects and helpless in other aspects um, you know, of your character. So like somebody might be a hero in the sense that they were a fantastic dancer or a fantastic musician, but they're helpless in every other area of their life. Um, they might be a hero because they have a job or because they're married or because they have a family, but that doesn't stop them from being seen as helpless anyway, um, even though people will kind of laud those uh, heroic things a bit more. That's discouraging as someone who has uh, really tried to be as far from helpless as possible. <laughs> Just yeah. because it, of those perceptions, not because of anything else. It's like, I have yes. something to prove, but then. Yeah, and, and it's, it's really hard because I think there's, it's like, no matter how hard you try and show that you are not helpless, but also mm -hmm. not a hero, People don't focus on that. They kind of have certain parts of you that they see as a hero and certain parts of you that see they see as helpless. So it doesn't matter really what you do. There's always going to be something that provokes either reaction. And yes, that is it is really hard. And it is very discouraging at times. One thing I want to add that I've noticed a bit more and kind of makes me feel a lot better <laughs> in the trajectory that we're going I've noticed that more of the helpless or more aggressive kind of help, you know, the grabbing tends to be from people who are from an older generation. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, that's true as well, for sure. And, you know, people, you know, it's mostly I've seen it on transit when I'm about and it could just also be because I'm in university and I tend to interact with young younger people a bit more. But it tends, I, younger people I've noticed don't, they'll offer the help. But then if I say no, they'll just totally like, okay, cool. And just kind of leave it be. Um, or, you know, they won't do anything until I ask for the help. And usually it's always um, a lot more respectful and letting me tell them and giving me the space to tell them how I need how, how I need the help. Like, do you want me to grab my arm? Do you want me to, like, you know, hold your hand? However, like, just let me know. And I'm like, okay, cool. But older people just grab you <laughs> and then do whatever they want. And then also tend not to hear no as an answer when I'm like, no, it's I'm fine. They'll just kind of continue. So I don't know. I feel like it could just be that they're, I guess, a little bit more reserved, but I feel like it could also come from a lot more representation being available now with social media um, and people understanding that there are boundaries and, you know, letting the person coming to you for help and letting them tell you what they need rather than just assuming, which yes. tends to make me feel a lot better. Agreed. Very much so. Some people... And it's not because they want to be rude, it's because they just don't know. And it's like they're almost afraid to ask. And it's like they're being helpless, but they don't know how to ask. And they want to be helpful. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think the older generation is um, less educated or, or less comfortable or something. And it makes sense because we had a school for the blind in in BC up until like 1980, 1979, something like that. So there's, 
sort of, you know, as people have gotten used to, or maybe been in a situation where there was a blind kid in their, in their class, in their school, in their community, you know, as integration has improved, then of course there's more of us integrated. So more people are going to interact. I feel like every time I interact with a new group of people, those people now have a better understanding of blindness. And hopefully that also shifts that perception. So they're not thinking helpless. Oh, this person is helpless or Mm -hmm. this person can't do this, but truly we can do things. We just have to adapt. Mm -hmm. Adapt does not mean cannot. That's very true. And I definitely agree that the younger generation is definitely a lot more disability aware. And I think it's because inclusion. And so those who are those who have disabilities are, you know, like, no, what I'm saying is that um, young, the younger generation is just a lot more aware of people with disabilities in general. And many are even going to have a sibling with a disability, too. And so I think there's just a lot more awareness. And so that's why there, there, I think there's a lot more respect, I think, in the younger generation because we've, we've been exposed, mm-hmm. much more so than the older generation. Let's talk a little bit about how we feel. Um, so I definitely would rather somebody thinks I'm inspiring than helpless, but I'm not really a fan of either. <laughs> I, um, but I really don't want I don't like it when people assume I need help when I don't need it. Uh, that really it is a trigger for me. It makes me quite upset. But if somebody tells me I'm amazing, I can sort of shrug that off and just kind of be like, well, not really, but thanks. You know, it's, I know, I know they're trying to be, they're trying to pay me a compliment. I don't take it as a compliment, but I also, it doesn't upset me in the same way. But what, how do you guys feel? What's, do you have a preference or is there a difference? I almost like the you're amazing better than oh this person is helpless. Right. Um be it doesn't make you feel good because you're just living life being adaptive and being growing independently. And I feel like I should make this clear to the disability community. Cause I have a physical disability does not leave mean Independence does not mean you leave me down in the library by myself. Independence means you give me space to try it, but you're still watching what I'm doing. Mm. Doesn't mean you leave me on a bus without anybody. Just means you give me space to at least try. Right. I guess... Uh, you know, it's just, I think as humans, we like to praise feels better than being told no, or you can't do something. So inherently being called a hero feels better, but I would say only slightly because I can tell, you know, and, and you know, the intention isn't a lot of the times meant in that way, um, the way that tends to be perceived as in like a backhand, a compliment or anything, but Like, you know, they're trying to just say that, oh, we haven't seen someone do this and it's so cool that you're doing it. Um, But I think, you know, I've I've noticed that those type of when when someone approaches me like that, they're a lot more receptive to me um, saying something like, you know, and I I, if if they're kind to me, I also want to be kind to them and say, I appreciate that. But actually, you know, 
um, this is quite normal for me. And a lot of blind people do this and they're like, oh, okay, like, let me learn more. Like it tends to be that versus if I just, you know, if someone's coming at me with a very aggressive, you need help and no, let me do this for you. I'm also more on guard and being like, no, like, I don't, I don't want this, <laughs> please stop. Um, and that, that interaction doesn't lead itself to a lot of communication. So as much as it, it doesn't feel good being called a hero and when you're doing something very normal to you, um, I tend to prefer those all, all in addition to just being able to have a good conversation about it and hopefully open their uh, mind a little bit more. So I'd say that's why I prefer those interactions more. I would agree. Yeah, uh, I I definitely don't like either one, but if I had to pick one, uh, it would be the person who is genuinely trying to pay me a compliment and encourage me, and so that leaves a lot more room for conversation, I think, uh, about how it's not quite as amazing as they think it is. Although, there, having said that, there are some people who will just think that no matter how much you try and tell them. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but at yeah. least they think you're intelligent, for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, I find people who think that you're helpless also assume that based on a kind of lower level of intelligence in the sense that, oh, that, they, that person can't do it themselves because they're not smart enough or because, yeah. you know, their brain doesn't work the same way or whatever have you. And so I think those people are a lot harder to talk to. Um, like they can't be convinced. They, they're, they're so solidly in their opinion that you need help. It doesn't matter if you say you don't because you, you don't even know that you need help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, essentially. And, you know, because they're not even, you know, most of those people who think you're helpless won't even do you the honor of asking. Um, mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so it doesn't matter what you say, it really isn't going to change anything. And, have, and, and, you know, and again, there's people who like are the same way with the compliments. You know, it doesn't matter how much you try and convince them that this is normal. They're just always going to idolize you, and that's kind of when you have to shrug your shoulders and pick your battles. Yeah. Yes, agreed. Another thing that I think is interesting is when you refuse the help, people get upset, yeah. and they're like, well, fine. Uh -huh. And I wonder if in their mind they think they're the hero in that situation. <laughs> um, it's like, oh, look, this person's clearly in need. Let me go help them. And then they do that, and then you, you, know, you say, no, no thanks. Um, and then they'll be like, but I was supposed to help you. I was, that was what I was supposed to do. And you're, you're not taking my help. I don't know. I've had people have a very odd reaction to me saying no in a, in a relatively kind manner and just being so upset. So that's why I wonder yeah. if like they have that hero mindset in that, yeah. in that situation. Yeah. And I, I get that, that, that's one of the phrases I hear all the time, right? Oh, I was just trying to help. It's like, yeah, yeah. I know, but I didn't need it. You know? <laughs> so yeah. I appreciate the thought. I appreciate the thought. But uh, you know, maybe ask next time first, right? See like they... where that feels like to me, somebody would be taking away my independence without asking. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Like, do you need help? It's this. Um, they feel like they put themselves out there to be helpful, and you're you're dismissing them, and that's offensive, right? It's like how what? <laughs> like why are you not taking this help? Um, I do always feel like I need to say uh, like how tricky this is for people in our lives who do know us and do help us from time to time, you know, and, and the natural help, the people who know me, who know what, what is going to be challenging and what, where I do like to accept help and, and where I don't. And, you know, it always scares me that 
I don't want to create a world where everyone is terrified to ask, but I guess that is, that is the key, right? Just ask, don't assume like, yes, we do need help sometimes. Of course we do. We all do, whether we have a disability or not, but don't assume. Yeah. It's always better to ask than to assume something because everyone's going to be a unique person. I know this is a bit onto the previous topic as well, but I found that for me, like, when it comes to praise, like if people praise me for something that I'm good at, like especially if it's related to my blindness, I'd say the wording kind of is kind of a factor. For example, if if they said, oh, you're amazing, or they use like wording that is very hyped up, that makes me feel worse than when they say, oh, you're good at this, you know, you're talent, you're, you're good at this or something like just using words that are not that are not as emotion that don't generate as much as much emotion. Like, mm. I mean, that's in my experience. Agreed. Ella. Yeah, that's a good point. Like we're not opposed to hearing compliments. (laughs) It's also what you're being told you're amazing at, right? It's like, I've had people walk by me on the sidewalk and, and compliment me on how well I'm walking down the sidewalk. Like, excuse me, I have been walking for over 40 years. I think (laughs) I've got it figured out, (laughs) but that's not what they mean. They mean like, well, you're blind and you're walking down the sidewalk, but that's not really one of the hard things. How do you guys handle, do you tell people, I don't need your help? Do you let them help you? Do you, when people say you're amazing, do you tell them, no, I'm not? <laughs> do you just accept the compliment and say, thank you? Are there times when you do accept and, and just ignore or move on and other times that you don't? Um. I think for me, it depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree with Alexis. It depends on the situation, where I am. Um, the, the person's attitude is a big factor for me. If they're coming into it with a lot of kindness and patience, I reciprocate that. If um, like with compliments, you know, if it's just like a quick thing on, you know, I won't see them again. And it's like, you know, just somewhere on transit, I'll be like, okay, thank you. And then, you know, we'll move on. But um, if it's someone I'm probably going to see quite often in a class or just around me, then I would kind of tell them a bit more and, and it, you know, lend that stuff to the conversation I was telling about before. But if someone comes in with, um, uh, like I talked about maybe someone who is a little bit older and, you know, starts grabbing me. Um, I will just try to, I will probably resist if I can and say, no, thank you. Um, if they don't listen, then I'm like, okay, well, just this point, just go with it and kind of just get through the interaction as fast as I can. Because I think safety is also a big uh, concern sometimes. So, you know, if you're alone, um, I would just want to play it as safe as I could, or if I'm trying to cross or, you know, just depending on all that. But then sometimes if I'm just in a bad mood, I might just, and they're being hostile, then I would just kind of really yeah. firm, be a lot more firm and boundaries and be like, no, um, I really don't appreciate that. Please stop or however it goes. So yeah, there's just a lot of factors depending on uh, the situation and the person and how the interaction's going. Yeah, I, I would say depend. it very much depends on who I'm talking to and how receptive I think they are. Uh, if if they're receptive, you know, then obviously I, I would love to have a conversation, especially if, you know, sometimes they're they're helping me, and if they're not willing to say, if they're not willing to take no for an answer, and if I happen to be going somewhere else, that takes a bit of time, and if they're determined to stick with me, then okay, I'll talk to them. But you know, if I think they're open to it, but if they're not, then 
Yeah, I've, I think my response to both uh, situations is usually to just kind of shrug my shoulders, walk away, and then sigh, and then text somebody and vent about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, They're I great. rant on or post on Facebook and wait yeah. for the sympathy to flow in. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, or just, you know, shout it out to the world, whatever, right? But yeah, I, I think it, it really does depend because it's... I find there there are people who are genuinely willing to listen. And I think the, the time that really illustrated this for me was, you know, uh, I was with a friend one time and we were um, heading to dinner, I think. And we were heading down the stairs at the SkyTrain and this uh, very kind lady asked us if we needed help. Um, and, you know, we said, no, you know, we're, we're, we're okay. Thank you very much. And she said, you know what? I'm, I'm so thankful because you guys responded to me kindly. Um, you know, I offered somebody help, um, earlier in the day and they thought I was being way too overbearing and they spoke up and they completely misread my intentions. And I didn't feel like I was gonna, I, you know, I wasn't sure if I wanted to help any more people after that. Um, so I'm glad I met the two of you. So it was it was really interesting. That that'll that'll never I'll, I'll never forget that experience because that really helped me to understand that it's important to react purely based on that encounter. Even if you've had ten similar ones in the same day, each person who you encounter is coming from it from a different angle has a different opinion on it um and it's it is important to figure that out but having said that it's also really exhausting so um <laughs> you know it, it's it's a really tricky thing to navigate um so you know in summary yeah it really does depend on who i'm talking to and when and whether i've had enough coffee in the morning too <laughs> Uh, I know intent is really big, you know, and most people mean well, and yes. they're just trying to be helpful and they're not trying to offend and they don't actually think that what they're doing is offensive, but yeah, if it's the fifth time in 10 minutes that it's happened <laughs> or you've just had a long day it, it and it's every single day of your life, it is hard to yes. be courteous all the time. How would we like to be perceived if not, well, I guess I should ask, like, do you want to be perceived as a hero? I'm assuming nobody wants to be perceived as helpless. Um, I think we should, you know, I think we should be like, just, we should just be kind of perceived as like, we're like anyone else. Like, you know, yes, we do things differently, but you know, it's all about learning, you know, everyone learns in a different way and everyone learns to do things in a different way. So I think that we're like, we're like, we're like everyone else more so than people might realize, perhaps. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to say I want to be perceived as an individual and as a person. <laughs> um, you know, if I ever save someone from like a burning building, uh, sure, then call me a hero. I'll allow it. But <laughs> usually <laughs> I won't say no to that. But I think. Like, I don't think I do anything heroic or anything like that in my everyday life. Um, and I definitely don't think I'm helpless. So, yeah, just, you know, take the time to and like like Sean said, it's tricky and we're not discouraging people to help us. That's not the message. I think yeah. we're just trying to say that, um, 
you know, like anyone, if someone's lost, you, you would offer your help, you know, kind of, that's what I would say. Use the same um, boundaries and common sense and that kind of interactions you would with anyone else with us. It doesn't change um, mm -hmm. just because we are blind. Yeah. That's kind of the general rule of thumb, I would say, um, because yes. you know, if you see someone lost, you, would, you wouldn't just assume. You would be like, oh, this person looks lost. Let me ask. Do you need help? Do you need directions? Same with us. Um, if we appear to you that we need help, just ask. And as you have the right to ask, we have the right to, the, to say no or <laughs> take or however. So, yeah, just keep the boundaries as you would for anyone else is what I would say. Echo Ishita, that's so right, Ishita. Keep ask before you perceive somebody is lost or at in this case needs a hand. Mm -hmm. Yep, I would I would agree as well. And you know, I it's it's just a general rule of thumb. You know, the, I I really want to hit on what Ishita said about perceiving us as individuals because. It it is it is true. You know, we are individuals, and every every person who is blind is going to be different from everybody else. Um, and yes, that is a harder way to think about it. That is, you know, maybe less intuitive. It's the same way, kind of, we assume that oh, everybody from a certain religious group is this way, or everybody from a certain culture is this way. Um, but the fact is that within those groups there are individuals and not everybody thinks the same way and not everybody acts the same way. And so I think the key about the key to kind of uh, broadening understanding is to recognize that everybody is different and to understand that, um, you know, questions are important. And like Ishita said, ask. Um, I, I would say, if if I had to say anything, it would be if you're going to perceive me one way or another, I would rather, you know, my ideal world would be to have people perceive me, of course, as Ella said, as any other person, as any other individual. Um, but if not, just don't come with any perceptions and just ask questions, because I think that'll get a lot further than somebody, you know, kind of having a perception and then tr having to try and get past it. Um, is what I would say. So general consensus sounds like just uh, treat us as an individual because we are. <laughs> and I can attest, I know a lot of blind people and uh, I don't know two that are identical in their personalities, in what they can see, in how they navigate the world. We're all different. That's what makes it a beautiful world, right? Absolutely. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Agreed. Um, any any final thoughts? Anything else you want to say about this topic? You know, one thing about we've talked about assumptions and kind of percept you know perceptions, and I think one of the things that I, I you know, and this being released the week before Thanksgiving, I just kind of I do want to say that I am one of the reasons I am thankful for being blind is it's taught me not to assume things, whether it's about things that I can do or cannot do, or <laughs> how somebody is uh i've always told people that one of the things that i've always been grateful for is that i don't have any perception of what somebody is like until i talk to them uh because we can't judge by appearance um not to say we don't have our own perceptions and assumptions we're just as 
vulnerable to those as anybody else. But I think, at least for me, being totally blind has made that a lot harder. Um, and, you know, I, I would love it for people who can see to approach us in the same way and just don't have any preconceptions or judgments until you start talking to us and start asking questions. Um, so that's just a thought that I would like to end on. Absolutely. I think same like Clevin said, um, I've learned to ask a lot of questions, ironically, from being blind. Um, I think we do naturally, like, what, what is this? What, what is blah, blah, blah. But I tend to ask the question why a lot, um, just because things aren't black and white. I've learned a lot. It's just through my journey of being blind. Um, things are not as they seem and things will change. So being able to ha- just simply ask why, simply ask, why is it like this? What is this? Um, kind of just being able to dig deeper to get the information is I think a skill all of us have and have gotten used to. Um, and that really kind of makes us connect with people a lot more, um, learn things, educate ourselves in a maybe a lot more effective manner than I think a lot of people are used to. So maybe they, a lot of sighted people can learn from us in that sense. Um, just, again, ask, ask questions. Um, and if you can help it, try not to come in with, your, with any assumptions and learn, learn based on the individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing I would say to end this off is everyone has a disability, no matter whether it's physical, mental, or putting their shoes on. And life is never just black and white. Life is always gray. There's always light at the end of the tunnel and a little bit of a struggle to get there, but there's always light at the end of the tunnel living with any kind of condition. I think, you know, I think the take-home message from this is, again, I agree with everyone. Treat everyone as an individual. Understand that Everyone is a unique individual. No two people are the same. Everyone is going to be stronger in some ways and not so strong in others. And that we should we should just simply treat everyone, um, everyone as much the same as possible. Okay, so I just have a a call to action. Um, so if you know somebody in your life that you think probably doesn't know very much about blindness or disability, I ask you to share this podcast with them so that perhaps they will change their view of when they see a blind person, they're not instantly going to think helpless or hero. um, And they might learn something about their assumptions and misconceptions. Yes. Please, please share with somebody that you know, who you think could benefit. Thank you so much, all of you, for joining me today for this conversation. It's been really great. You're Thank welcome. you for having us. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you for having great us. Talk. I love it was a great talk. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. If you have a question, a comment, a future topic request, please send us an email to limitless at blindbeginnings.ca. Please share our podcast, like, subscribe, leave us a rating, and join us next time. This podcast has been brought to you by Blind Beginnings, an organization based in Vancouver, Canada, that supports children and youth who are blind or partially sighted, along with their families. Music for this podcast is composed by Sean Bishop and Clement Chow. Production and audio editing by Rob Minot. 
For more information about Blind Beginnings and the work it does to support children and youth who are blind and partially sighted, along with their families, visit us on the web at www.blindbeginnings.ca. And also remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you next time.